When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've got an idea, haven't you? Yes, and it's not one of my favourites. In fact, I don't care for it at all. Next time you get an idea, keep it to hold to open. Hold to open. Yes, and what do you do? Well, I'm not too sure myself, but neither of you is very popular. It was that inventive genius that made him one of the greatest powers in the universe. Remember that. Well, you might as well share it. We have decided the action we will take. If some people we don't even know have to die, that's just too bad. Here come the drums. <laughs> Hello, 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 and welcome to Pull to Open, the only ongoing quest on your podcast style to watch all of the television show Doctor Who in completely random order. My name is Chris Taylor. And I'm Pete Paschal, and you, dear listener, are a very smart person. Why? Well, because you've chosen the Doctor Who podcast that does not discriminate. You may be new to Who, you may be a hardcore fan, you may be a fan of the modern series, or maybe classic Who's your thing. Doesn't matter. You're welcome here at Pull to Open. Uh, even if we make references to various dampening fields and maybe plague missiles, <laughs> don't worry. It's all going to make sense eventually. That's right. Once the Daleks get back to their ship and uh, fire some uh, missiles at a teeny tiny TARDIS, it will start to make sense. Uh, but we are going to start to make sense of our random journey, as we do every week, because it's kind of looking a little less random than even than usual. And it's pretty unrandom, uh, usually, but even that, even more so, less so. I don't know where I'm going with this, but anyway, three, of, it's been on a lot of streaks, shall we really say. It really has. It really has. So yeah. three stories ago, just in oh, time for oh, Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. Let, me, let me tee it up for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Previously on Pull to Open. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, three stories ago, just in time for Christmas, we saw a Christmas Carol, and we had the ethical dilemma of the, the Doctor changing the life of Kazran. Uh, and should he have done that? We talked that about that a lot, and then we said, "Give us, give us a break, randomizer from ethical dilemmas." The randomizer said, "Oh no, you're going to demons of the Punjab, and you're going to burrow into the history of partition in India." So I dutifully did that. We had a massive, massive uh, history corner in that podcast then, and then it finally, finally gave us a break, but not the kind of break we were looking for. It gave us lots of mini breaks. Um, like package holidays where you get to go to the Empire State Building for five minutes. Um, not, not a very uh, good package holiday, I would say, but at least we had fun on, on the trip. It was, of course, the chase uh, ending in London 1965 and filled with hilarious Daleks. Uh, and then we, we had some other requests for the randomizer, and the randomizer said no, <laughs> I don't care what you're asking. I love those hilarious Daleks. So, Pete, where where did it take us for today's story? It took us to season 11, serial three, Death to the Daleks. That's right. It took us to a Dalek snuff movie. 
Um, <laughs> as this very much is, we'll, we'll get into that. We should also mention that along the way, we did hot takes uh, on all the specials, and uh, we're going to do a lukewarm take at some point. Yeah, we should do that. I probably should have mentioned that before we even started. No, I think I think it'd be a good idea to not right now, not immediately, mm. but maybe in a few weeks as the specials and the church on Ruby Road have settled in our brains, we mm. can sort of process where they sort of feel after. Yeah, because, you know, there's hot takes, there's cold takes, which is kind of our podcast. And mm. there's the kind of in between sort of almost consensus takes and mm. you know well tepid it's takes. more like the yeah tepid takes because you're combining your initial reaction with a more maybe a more recent mm. reflection and then sort of taking into account how like the fan consensus yeah, has like settled that. on it. and maybe 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 the consensus might be wrong even so you know we can we can chat about <laughs> them more as a package also we haven't really chatted about the whole thing as a package that was a lot yeah. of doctor who in a short period of time Mm. Um, and you know, it's just like, what, what does that mean? What does this mean for the era that we are going to encounter later in the year? Mm. So not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I like that. And, and yeah, so we, we do a lot of things on pull to open. We, we do our random adventure. We occasionally do, uh, the super hot takes and then the, the tepid warmed over day after Christmas day takes, uh, where we, we get, we fetch the Turkey of the specials out of the fridge stick it inside a sandwich, and let's see what we think of it. Um, but something else that we do uh, on on Pull to Open is we, we talk about... So so as we're on this random adventure, uh, long-time listeners know I'm trying to avoid BritBox as much as possible because they raise their prices. BritBox is the only place where you can get the... We thought was the only place where you get the classic series. Um, but Pete, you're, you discovered this somewhere new, which I didn't know about. Apparently, the BBC has done some kind of deal with Tubi. So that's mm. T-U-B-I. Uh, it's an app I discovered, honestly, by chance, because I was browsing around on my Fire TV, and you got your homepage with all the stuff coming at you. And I'm I'm an idiot, you know, when I surf the web or whatever. I'm always just like, accept all cookies, accept everything. <laughs> I, I'm sure every marketer from here to New Zealand has a profile of me and knows exactly <laughs> what I'm watching at any time. But obviously the Fire TV knew I, I'm a, I've, I've watched Doctor Who on oh. various apps and it served show, as a recommendation. It showed me a, a little icon of the second Doctor and that oh. I, yeah, I could watch season two, but it looked like this new new icon I've never seen before. And I, I clicked on it and lo and behold, it said, watch now on Tubi. Yeah. And then when I downloaded the app for free and then logged in, uh, for free, although you needed, to, I needed to log in on my Amazon account. It was like every single classic series episode wow. was there, and including, I haven't checked, but I think it's most, if not all, of the animations. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hot tip. Uh, yeah, we can we can all abandon Britbox. Um, wow. I I kind of wish I had known that before I watched Death the Daleks on Daily Motion with French subtitles. Uh, which is your other option, other free option here? Uh, yeah. But you know what? I'm so like kind of getting into the French subtitles. <laughs> I like it. So you either watch with the French subtitles or the English ads. <laughs> That's it's right. Entirely up to you. <laughs> Depends on uh, whether you're studying any languages at the moment. If you think it might be useful to watch the doctor be be a Frenchman, 
which hey. kind of makes a lot of sense of a lot of the Doctor's activities. So enjoy that. If you're looking for a place to watch Classic Who, one place you can't watch Classic Who, of course, is YouTube. But you can watch <laughs> us talk about it mm. on our YouTube channel, which we're super excited about and are really trying to invest more time in this year. Folks, don't forget, if you are on YouTube, you can become a true companion of mm. the podcast for the low, low price of $7.99 a month to support the podcast. And you will starting with this episode actually but if you do it after this episode it'll be for every subsequent one you'll get them a day early you'll get them fridays nice. instead of saturdays and you can become a pull to open hipster yeah a true companion not not an adam a true companion nope. you get adam. the full 10 points <laughs> by, by, go back by to our eight year 7.99 a month yes do do that and then go back to our uh who is a true companion uh podcast um <laughs> To, to check out our reference on Adam there. Uh, so we got the commentary on Power of the Darks. Com- uh, Power of the- I really do not want to say Death of the Daleks. Every time I've been thinking of this story, I've been thinking of it as Power of the Daleks or Evil of the Daleks or Planet of the Daleks. Anything but Death to the Daleks. Uh, maybe I don't wish them death. Um, I think we need to probably as part of our commentary zero in on that preposition, which really <laughs> throws things off. It's pretty nuts. <laughs> Um, yeah, but we'll a get Doctor Who title has never really done that that sort of call to action before. Like, <laughs> Death to the Daleks, I say. Like that's that's go- going a bit far from neutral there, uh, Doctor it's Who title. Kind of taking but, a yeah. position on it, isn't yeah. it? Well, we're going to get to our commentary on it in just a moment, folks. But before that, oh ho, what's that I hear? Is it Uh-oh. the Humoji challenge? Oh, my least favorite ten seconds of the week. And I think it's going to be longer than 10 seconds this time, not to spoil. Yes, this is the time where I describe emojis to Chris, and he is is blessed with trying to figure out the Doctor Who story title that (laughs) that those emojis correspond to. Okay, so... This Humoji Challenge, this is the final one from a package that was uh, from Bob Gilby, longtime friend of the pod. And you, sir, are in for a bonus because oh it is a double feature. There are two in this one. So there are two Doctor Who stories because the you'll figure this out in a minute. The emojis are related very related what? both what? of those stories so there's two different stories so you'll it'll all become clear in a moment folks wow right. okay so so i have two chances to get it right or do i need to get both of them no uh i think once you get one the other will become obvious oh, so but i'm okay. going to describe them all at once all because right. they're, they're they're related to each other so i'm going to give okay. you both sets of emojis and then you tell me the stories they represent all, all right. right here we go first set Three emojis. Mm-hmm. First emoji, cop, male cop. Okay. Second emoji, another male cop. <laughs> Third emoji, trash bin. Oh, okay. Now, I'll, I'll even pause there if you want to give hazard a guess, but I can get you the second one, which will the, probably help a bit. You know what? The trouble Maybe just with, a bit. The trouble <laughs> with doing this podcast is now like two male cops. I can only think of Nightmare of Eden. Uh, which Not obviously doesn't have any Daleks in it, which is obviously what the trash can represents. So it's it's police of the Daleks. It's, it's oh god, a cops. You're almost there. You're almost there. So let me let me get the second okay. one, and it might it should 
on some level, if you're familiar with the episodes, give you a clue what the first one is. So here we go. Okay. Second one. Male cop. Yes. Male cop. <laughs> he spelled robot. Screw me up. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm going to put these in the chat so you can see them. Okay. The there male cops are really messing me up, as as many uh, people have said uh, throughout history. Wow. Uh, is it... It's, it's e- evil? No. Okay. So what applies to both Daleks and I'm presuming Cyberman is what's intended by the robot? So what's what has have we had for both? We've had uh, we've had Revenge of the Cybermen. We haven't had Revenge of the Daleks. Um, and where are the cops? The cops are just the wow. The cops have yeah. just pulled me to the ground. They're beating me with nightsticks. I really don't yeah. know. Not <laughs> sure how is is cop also used in Britain? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I should maybe I should say policeman. Um, the policeman yeah, of policeman. the Daleks. The policeman of the Daleks? The- so I'm going to give you one hint, which might give it away. Okay. So we've only done one of these stories for the podcast, and it was quite some time ago. Okay. Um, hmm. Attack of the Daleks. Attack of the Cybermen. I'm trying to think of now, like, what that Cullen Baker... Oh, ooh, judges? Ooh. Okay, you got one. Like, Attack of the Cybermen? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a guess. It wasn't. A, it was a guess, but you got it. So, well, we'll give it to you. So that's Attack of the Cybermen. Because there are cops in it. Okay. Uh, and it, it, there isn't an Attack of the Daleks, though. There's there is a, not an Attack of the Daleks. But no. are there cops in the in in a Dalek story? Like now, I'm thinking of like uh, Revolution of the Daleks because uh, they are. Cops you shouldn't in need that. the hint now. Now, now the audience is like, come on. <laughs> I like okay so we're talking the content of the story right rather than the title that's correct okay uh god police and Daleks policemen and Daleks um you might yeah. not have seen this one maybe I probably haven't is it even okay, I'm, gonna give you a, it... I'm going to give you a the hint that gives it away okay so you if, if you if it doesn't give it away you probably just haven't seen it yeah I'm betting I haven't seen it, but anyway. So, in a way, um, not in a weird way, but in a direct way, <laughs> uh, the Cyberman episode is a sequel to the Dalek episode. Oh God, it's the one with what's his name? Uh, in a, it's in the Colin Baker era, but it was also the it was the Peter Davison one was that was the original, uh, and it Which was is? the one that where Tegan leaves. It's which is oh oh god! It's right before Planet of Fire, which was the very first pull to open random episode. Oh god! Why is it? It's not. It's not. Is it Resurrection? Is it? Is it Resurrection? Resurrection of the what? The Daleks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say the title. I gotta say the full title. Oh god. Braveheart taken the whole the emoji challenge. You got to say, the yeah, okay, you're good right. job, good job. <laughs> no, not a good job. Not really. We don't need job. to sugarcoat this. <laughs> it was a terrible job. I was kind of delighted that this one Bob gave us because it was it was very um, clever. Uh, it took me a while, and he needed to give me similar hints. <laughs> I, I got to it. I got to. Oh, it. Oh wow! So, okay. Good job, Bob. Thanks so much. Uh, very cool takes on these episodes. 
that was yeah. an emoji challenge for the ages. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give that one to Bob. I think Bob deserves <laughs> the the title for that one. Uh, but firstly, yeah, because he provided so. so many of these. Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, but also, yeah, that was good job. What was the name of the character that was in both of them? Because who gets cyber converted? This is going to bother would be me. Litton, my friend. Litton. Okay. Our friend Litton, Morris Colburn. Indeed, yeah. good old Litton. Yeah, I've, I've not. I have watched Resurrection of the Daleks. It was a long, 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 long time ago, um, and now I just remember it for, for Tegan leaving. That was back in the first segment of time. Indeed. All right, folks, you too can submit a emoji to pull to open and have it <sighs> read out on air, uh, maybe by Chris if he guesses it right, but we'll see. <laughs> you can submit those through a review, a lovely way to support the show. Even if you don't want to become a true companion on YouTube, you can leave a review on the Apple Podcast app and you can leave your emoji challenge there, either as the title of your review or in the text. We'll take both or either. And uh, it's a great way to support the pod. So please, please go ahead and do that. Indeed. And something else you can do to support us and to interact with us. If you're on Spotify, look at your screen. That's right. Hello. Hi. Here we are. A video <laughs> podcast on your screen, assuming you're watching us on Wi-Fi. Um, but also, if you see that thing at the bottom, there's a little poll there. You pull it up. It's a poll to open where you can vote. Uh, you will vote right now. You will vote right now on Death to the Daleks. Uh, whoa, sorry. Turned my headphones here. Hey, uh, <laughs> Daleks do not uh, check their levelator. Um, no, I... <laughs> Yes, so it, there's a poll down there, and we're going to read out the results from uh, a couple of weeks ago from Demons of the Punjab. Um, and it's a very exciting result, because it's a two-horse race between the Dalek, which is what we give to a good episode, and the special rating that we we normally have a Viscount banger, uh, but for Demons of the Punjab, given that uh, Viscount Mountbatten was in charge of partitioning the Punjab... Uh, we, we renamed it a Mahatma Banger, and uh, and the votes are in, and uh, the Mahatma is now President Banger, um, <laughs> with the, nice. the Dalek runner-up. The Daleks have been partitioned into their own country, uh, Dalekstan. And uh, they, but they, they, it's a close run up. They, they, they had a really good showing, forty-five uh, percent yeah. there for the Daleks. Yeah, so, it was roughly fifty-five, forty-five. Yeah, for those two. That's pretty good. I like that result. And, and now, like, yeah, yeah, and that sort of mirrors what what we had going on. Uh, yeah. I, I said it was Mahatma Banga. You said it was a Dalek. Um, so yeah, I win. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Shut yeah, it down, I, I, folks. Except don't, because this poll is ongoing. You, too, can... If you think it's a Dalek and not a banger, you can vote right now. Go back to the Demons of the Punjab episode. Time can be rewritten in Pull to Open polls. Yeah, and we're all about the peaceful transfer of power here in Pull to Open, so I am completely giving you a concession call. And, yep, the fans have spoken. This is a this is a banger. Daleks do not concede elections. Explain. <laughs> don't. <laughs> they don't but yeah. they do other things and they wow. sometimes appear on posters and novelizations with their heads getting blown off with the eye stocks i used to have that poster i will say for those watching on youtube i've instead now i've got my um liberation of the daleks poster because okay. i rarely break that one out and i just did the classic dalek poster yeah <laughs> this episode is supported by fx's clipped 
the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. <laughs> so, so, see, you kind of want to remember the Daleks in happier times, not like having an existential crisis as, as some of them do in this one. Uh, yeah, a little bit. The little Daleks bit. get a bit weird, but we're going to talk about that after we do our regular segment, TLDW, Too Long Didn't Watch, Too Long Doctor Who, where one of us summarizes the story in 30 seconds per classic episode. Uh, this is a four-parter, so whoever... Whoever the fool who has to do this is has two whole minutes. I woke up this morning thinking that fool was me. Uh, and then I listened to last week's podcast and realized, no, I did the chase. <laughs> Therefore, mm. this week, sir, it is you. Why is it always one of us? Why can't we both do it? Why don't we like pack each other up and like I'll take episode one, you take That's a two, three? Great like, idea. It'd be like a relay race. That's a great idea. Let's implement that for the next story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> However, okay. yes, you too uh, have to right. summarize a a weird Dalek story. So, uh, how right. are you feeling? I got. I feel the, the about as good as I usually do. Um, I, I was doing. I did. I think I did one good one recently, and now I've been sort of going over. So here I have one request. Yes. As you read out the thirty seconds, mm -hmm. minute, minute thirty, I want you to do a Dalek voice. Do it as <laughs> shrill as you can. So that it adds to the pressure. And I feel like I'll thrive under that. Oh my goodness! I, you know, because of Death of the Daleks, I went and rewatched the Dalek relaxation tape on youtube <laughs> which if you haven't seen that oh, go know. and watch it it is the best meditation tape ever um i'm probably dating myself by even calling it a tape but go go like there's a there's an upgraded version of it and and it's fabulous your stress will be exterminated um mm. but the stress is not yet exterminated here on the tldw as we dive into the official pull to open summary of Death to the Daleks in two minutes, starting in three, two, one, go. So the Doctor and Sarah are on their way to a vacation. They end up materializing some other planet. The, top, the power of the TARDIS is completely sapped. They have to manually open the doors. The Doctor goes and explores. Sarah goes to follow him, but they get separated. The Doctor gets uh, captured by these Exelons, the natives, and uh, they eventually he eventually escapes and encounters the the, uh, the the earth crew that has crashed there but sarah gets captured by the excellence the natives and then the earth crew's been there and they explain to the doctor that they're there to get this 30 seconds perineum that's going to cure this plague the space plague that's happening on earth colonies but then this other ship lands and it's daleks and the daleks try to kill them but they're also affected by this general dampening field that's sucking any and every all electricity from everything so they end up all getting captured by the Exelons because they've had to make this uneasy alliance with the Daleks who can obviously can't kill them because their guns don't work. And then they end up getting captured, thrown into a into a prison with everyone. The, the, Sarah's about to be sacrificed One minute. the city and that's the worst crime you could commit there. So they end up, uh, we're going to sacrifice her. 
the Daleks uh, replace their weapons with machine guns. So now they have the upper hand again and that they try to sacrifice the, the Exelons, try to sacrifice the doctor and Sarah by putting them underground. So that gives them a chance to escape. And then there's this whole root system out of the city because the city's like from the super advanced ancient Exelons. So what happens is the doctor befriends an intelligent Exelon. They go into the city to go through all these booby traps. 90 seconds. The Daleks are held on their heels uh, with their machine guns. And then they, the doctor gets to the middle, causes the city to kill itself. The earth people get the perineum and get it on their ship uh, by fooling the Daleks, by giving them bags of sand. And one of the Earth people takes a bomb after they blow up the antenna that restores power. He also blows up the Dalek ship with the last bomb. So now power's restored and uh, the Daleks are destroyed. Five seconds remaining! And uh, the city all melts down because the doctor did all the meltdowns. Time! Time! (laughs) Time is fleeting! Um, Madness takes its toll! So, yes, good job. Good job. Congratulations. Thank you. I, I was yeah. really determined to get under time, but I think I might have forgotten some key plot point. I was like, oh, right, and the city melted. Did I? And I forgot. Did I even mention the doctor got to the middle of the city and then pulled some yeah. circuit boards out? And uh, <laughs> did you get the sacrifice? Uh, in there, bit, yeah. yeah, there's there's so many sacrifices in this. And apparently, because it's the 70s, uh, you have to take a huge bong rip before you get sacrificed. And it's basically <laughs> you have to go what? a huge bong rip. Like it, Sarah gets oh, this giant rip. bowl. <laughs> bong she gets rip. this bowl of yes. You said something <laughs> bong, else. <laughs> bong rip. Um, yes, the the excellence are really into like having you way way high when you get sacrificed. So right. Sarah kind of is on a vacation uh, in a lot of ways. Um, Dude, which... I was high just from the music in this one because <laughs> the Carrie Blyton's score. So Carrie Blyton's the composer. He's composed. He's very notorious on Doctor Who, and you know it's kind of a love it or hate him. Um, kind of composer. He's, he did three stories. He did Doctor Who and the Silurians. He did this one, and he did Revenge of the Cybermen. And this one is like <laughs> it's it's weird. It's a little weird and comical in places. I feel like I don't know. It might be it might be as worse. We haven't done Silurians for the podcast yet, but there are these weird moments where Daleks are turning corners, and it's just like. Mmm, mmm. Yeah, Alex Circus. I I very and there there are saxophones in it at some point, which is, I believe, which you don't necessarily associate. You associate perhaps more with "Careless Whisper" by George Michael than with uh, the noise of a Dalek control room. Um, But yeah, it's kind of weird in seventies throughout. Uh, Pertwee has another LSD trip uh, when when Mm -hmm. he's in the city. Uh, which really, I think, cements Pertwee's position as the most psychedelic doctor because he mm. just keeps doing this. Like, you know, it was True. in Inferno. It's in uh, Planet of the Spiders, I think. You know, there's a moment yep. like that. There's, well, remember the mutants. Yeah, the mutants. Like, it gets okay. super trippy whenever Pertwee is around, uh, which may be kind of why he regenerated into Tom Baker, who was kind of a, a walking acid flashback. Uh, oh, but- well, good theory. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of which, this was the episode that made Pertwee quit. This was the story that made Pertwee quit. Like he announced <laughs> after this. I mean, it's no secret that Pertwee hated the Daleks 
And then he just kind of was struggling through this no, story. I don't know if this was the co- I mean, I, I remember seeing an interview with him a while back and he, he t- you know, he just felt it was time. And part of it was Roger Delgado had died. Yeah. And, uh, tragically in uh, a car wreck. And, you know, uh, Katie Manning had left. It just sort of started to feel like this was yeah. it was time to go. Now, I can definitely see this being a bit of a last straw situation mm-hmm. because he did not like the Daleks as monsters. And this is kind of if there is such a thing as a cash grab in old <laughs> Doctor Who, this kind of feels like it yes. as a Dalek episode. It you Very much in common with the chase, right? Yeah, you didn't need to see them again quite so quickly because they had just had Planet of the Daleks the previous season. And this one, I wouldn't say they're entirely extraneous uh, like they are in Day of the Daleks. Mm. But they're definitely, they're not central to the plot. There's a lot of plot going on here, but you could do it with some other monster even though the Daleks in their role here do get to be very Dalek-y, which I think is to to the script's credit. Yeah, it's very clear that even Terry Nation does not want to write the Daleks at this point. Uh, <laughs> and in fact, I believe his original version of the script didn't even include them. Like he's just he's he's into the 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 city. Like that's that's the cool science fiction idea here. Right. Like this this eternal sentient city uh that you know some of the most of the exelons worship uh and some of them are like no dudes it's just a city we got to destroy this thing um so that was fun and and it just sort of like the daleks arrive at the end of episode one like the uninvited guest at a party who well or like you sort of invited them you know months ago but you didn't actually think that they would show up you're like Mm, we're just gonna send that invitation and then they land and it really is the most impotent Daleks that I think we've ever seen. <laughs> well, and, yes, but I mean, that's part of, because of the script, right? Like yeah. you're talking about, cause they can't shoot anyone. And yes, they're, they're shooting blanks uh, at first. And, and then, and then they get their teeny tiny TARDIS for target practice. When they, oh, when I they love attach, that they attach. I, what, that was awesome. I, I think they, it really has to be said that it's, it's like a little potato gun. Or a little BB gun that they yeah. basically attach. It's not going to do that much damage, but it, it, apparently it does. Well, yeah, I mean that's a little bit, I guess, BBC kind of. Again, this is classic Doctor Who. I, I like the implication that you really get from the look of the hardware and some of the initial effects, like well, the first time they shoot the Exelons on the cliff face, mm. they're clearly trying to show these are machine guns. Yes. Uh, even though they're sort of barely pea shooters, to your point. They kind of come in and the, the noise they make is ding, 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 ding. Like it's um, it's not great it, yeah. it ultimately. But like I love the idea of Daleks with machine guns for a couple of reasons, even though it's not fully realized here. Like the idea is good, but I like that it shows that they're innovative hmm. and that they can essentially go like, okay, we you're going to take away our guns. We'll build new guns and we'll make sure we can still have an upper hand and kill people because we, we also understand that's our whole thing. And if you take that away from us, we're kind of useless. So what, so in other words, to your point, yes, they're, they're impotent, but the script wisely is like, if we just have impotent Daleks the whole time, that's, Mm. I mean, that could be interesting, but it's also like robbing them of what they are. And so um, having them back in charge with machine guns is cool. The, The only thing that is a missed opportunity I'd say, and again, this is Dr. Who, so I don't know how you do it even in the new series, is that the brutality of 
you know, turning someone into Swiss cheese with a machine gun mm. is is something that I feels like it would be great in an adult Dalek episode. Yeah, but uh, here, you know, it's classic Who, and you you can even barely you barely can even show blood. Right? They, this is actually one of the few episodes that does show blood, not from the machine guns, but mm, just in the sort of that scary bit. Blood. Yeah, the doctor's blood on the the lamp that he brings out there. Is this so, the first time we've seen Dr. Blood? Uh, this first time we see that it's actually red. Actually, that's a really good question. I'm mm. not sure. No, right. Right. in if you know, it? to your YouTube comments, <laughs> do it, do it listeners. Um, well, I got to say like, but before I, I don't want to make you think that I'm going to denigrate the Daleks in this, even though there's, there's much to denigrate. This is not denigration of the Daleks. This is death <laughs> to the Daleks. And I will say that because of Pull to Open, because this episode was selected by the randomizer, there is at least one new Dalek fan in the world. Uh, because as regular listeners know, I often try to get friends into Doctor Who and you know do double duty with the, the Pull to Open episodes that I have to watch. This time, uh i i found a friend who uh really loves uh b-movie horror uh and also adventure time and i'm not sure if you're familiar with adventure time uh but there's a character called lemon grab Uh, and that is what my friend immediately recognized the Daleks to be is like a version of lemon grab. Uh, go, go look at it. There's actually one video. Someone else on YouTube has already had this idea. Of course it's the internet. If you can think it, someone's already done it of, of putting lemon grab next to the Daleks. But like, he's just this kind of shrill character who just like, you know, and he's kind of, you know, he's just yelling all the time about what he wants to do. And that's what, when you take the Dalek firepower away, that's what they are. They're kind of just this shrill character. And, and what yeah. my friend said, but why why they liked it was that they they're just they're kind of cute when you when you take their power and and what they said really stuck with me and kind of just rearranged my whole notion of Daleks in my head. They said they're kind of on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, a little bit for sure. They kind of. I mean, they they just like their management skills are terrible. Like they even went like then they're, they're not sort of wily and sort of trying to be nice. Like the Daleks in Power of the Daleks are kind of we are your servants. Like no, these right. Daleks are just like you will lead. Like we've agreed to cooperate. Now you will lead us. Lead, lead. Um, like <laughs> well, it's also there's cute. that one that one Dalek when they're attacked by the Exelons, the large group. Yeah, and. One Dalek, even though he has no gun that works yeah. right now, just can't handle it. Like he just starts going at them, like exterminate, exterminate. I'm, I'm still going to kill you, even though I can't. And then the Exelons all start hammering on him. Yeah, and and it blows Metal. up. This is which is nuts. Medal for <laughs> bravery. I've got to say, I don't know. I, Daleks do not have medals for bravery, but if they did, then this guy would get one. Uh, because like the, no one else is as brave, and then the whole of the story as this one Dalek who just goes charging into the excellence for no apparent no. reason. Uh, yeah. Now I say for no apparent reason, but I, I will say that uh, because this friend was super interested in the Daleks, I actually went to something I've been thinking a lot about recently, which is the Witch's Familiar, um, okay. and specifically the moment where where Clara gets inside the Dalek. You remember that? Yeah, and absolutely. she. And Missy says, say, I love you. And it comes out as exterminate. Um, So now we know that Daleks even say exterminate when they say, I love you. So I I feel like these, a lot of these Daleks, when, when they're shouting exterminate, 
are really sort of trying <laughs> to just express their feelings. Uh, and certainly that can makes a little bit more sense of the Dalek that goes mad, right. which is kind of famous yeah. from this episode. Should we talk about that? Well, the, not the one I was talking about, but the one no. towards the end. Yes. That is so self-loathing that the moment it finds out it has failed and pushes aside the blanket that Jill was under and says right. that he's just like, I don't know, some some rocks or whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, they got like, me with the pillow trick. <laughs> it, it, exactly. <laughs> like, it just, it just kills itself. It just screams out, am exterminated, am exterminated, ah, 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 and then it dies. Yes. And... It's like it doesn't even bother to tell its colleagues like what yeah. happened uh, or offer itself up. It just kills itself. And like even Grace, when I, when I watched this, which was like, I think it has serious self-hating issues. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. And it's trying to remember what it therapist said about I am exterminate. I, I am. I love myself is really what it's saying there. Um, right. But it's it, yeah. Dalek therapy. It just doesn't work very well because you hear yourself say exterminate. And then you're just like, oh. Screw it. Suicide. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, suicide is not painless for that Dalek. Um, but is, is that the only Dalek suicide we see? Like other, other, okay, other than Dalek itself, right? Which is kind yeah. of a spectacular suicidal moment. The, uh, the, the new series Dalek. Well, there's, there's the, no, Remembrance of the Daleks, there's a suicide. And uh-huh. then, uh, which is a much better suicide. And then oh. the... <laughs> Well, I don't think I don't know if there's other suicides. There probably there might be someone write in, but uh, yeah, the dogs someone write offering in. themselves up for <laughs> sacrifice in um, uh, victory of the Daleks is, hmm. is borderline. Borderline, yeah, interesting. Someone write in and let us know what the actual suicide rate is on Scaro, because <laughs> I think yeah, there's the obviously they're, <coughs> they're kind of messed up, and now now we know they're from which is familiar. They're, they're they're sort of trying to talk about their pain, and it just won't come out. Yeah, um, I like this. I like this analysis yeah. in that like the Daleks really are messed up, and I I like the distance this puts between them and other races like the Cybermen, right? Who mm. would just be logical and they would never like freak out uh, without some other external factor in the way the Dalek does here. Cause the mm. Daleks are crazy, full of hatred, emotional beings. And that I, I like that exploration. Uh, I find it much more interesting than dismissing them as another race of robots, which uh, famously the destiny did. Mm. And, uh, and they've sort of had to walk that back bit by bit uh ever since so um mm. yeah good stuff I, I like how this fits with that version of daleks the crazy daleks the not, crazy not daleks yeah and of course man. it's it's sarah jane's first encounter with the daleks and so mm-hmm. the doctor gets to catch her up and the audience in case you haven't seen any previous dalek stories where the doctor's like well actually sarah they're not robots the doctor totally well actually is her yeah, uh, it's like they've got they've got a lump of hate inside them, um, and but yeah, they've they've sort of never been more um, kind of relatable. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. like there's also there's almost like a buddy cop moment in the city at the end where the there are two Daleks that go in after the Doctor and the the nice Exelon dude who's so forgettable. Yeah, I forget his name. Belal. Um, and they, they go in, and there's one point where one of the Daleks, the other is like, you know, the, the antibodies are attacking, and one of the Daleks is like, I'll cover you. Right. Well, that because one of them lost their gun. The antibody ripped yeah. its gun out. Yeah. And so, I first of all, totally you. sympathetic. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, not like those Daleks on the Mary Celeste that like one guy dives in and they're like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw these him a Daleks, Dalek life preserver or something? No. <laughs> uh, these Daleks have learned teamwork and and compassion and empathy for each other. No, I wouldn't go that far, but they have learned some teamwork. And they also realize, like, this is the thing. The Daleks here are not the worst tacticians uh, that they've ever been because hmm. once they realize they're kind of screwed and they can't kill people, they're, again, they're not uh, totally useless. They're kind of smart to try to, like, negotiate with the high priest. And there's a point where one of them... Uh, ostensibly the leader goes and talks to the high priest and negotiates like, look, we'll give you technology and knowledge as long as you help us. And they they actually agree to it. And I found this one interesting and I wanted to see that conversation. It sucks that we don't see it. Uh, But I also would have, I think it sort of shows how kind of dumb the earth people are because they're like, Oh yeah, you go ahead and do that. And we're not, we'll just hang out here in the cage. You know, like, come on. Like what the the doctor just said, don't trust these guys. Uh, Um, Guess we'll trust them. Yeah, so I think, yeah, there, there's some good stuff with the Daleks. They also don't let waste resources. So once they have the upper hand again and they can just kill everyone with their machine guns, they don't because they re- they need a slave force. And they also need not just, you know, primitives like the Exelons. They need people who know what they're doing, like the Earth people. And they want to continue to fool the Earth people into thinking they're actually going to hold up their side of the bargain um, so that they can get this sort of intelligent help along with sort of the, 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 the slave labor. You know so what? That's I'm, cool. It's all right. The Daleks, the Daleks are, are, are kind of good duplicitous diabolical Daleks here, which is kind of what I was alluding to at the beginning where I said like, they're, they're, even though they're, they don't need to be Daleks in this story because they chose them. It's like, let's ha- have them be Dalek-y and they generally are. So, uh, points for that. How so? I'm still hung up on the fact that they use a model TARDIS for target practice. Um, no, they, they're issued. They're issued to every Dalek ship. Oh, is that case. one of those? Yeah, okay. they encourage hatred of the Doctor. I think that was uh, that was <laughs> that was at least speculation yeah. in the uh, <laughs> the episode. What was it? The discontinuity guide or something? Uh, yeah. they use uh, it's sort of a form of anti therapy. Uh, maybe they they like electrify the floor whenever they show them a TARDIS or something like that. But yeah, it's we've never seen one of those again, right? I, that just I was like, okay, did they make this yeah. in woodwork class? And yeah, it's kind of a, it's a it's a cute thing. Um, obviously, they just did it as a as a sort of a, a Easter egg. But the, mm. the the it's interesting that they don't care that much that the doctors here, which is a mm. kind of an indicator that again, this isn't necessarily like the best Dalek story uh, because that relationship usually, and it can't, it can, they can overdo that. Obviously if the, it's always about their enmity between the doctor and the Daleks, yeah. but here they just kind of note that the doctor's here and also sort of note that he's an enemy. So they didn't forget. Right. It's just yeah, they that, say uh, the doctor yeah. is an old enemy. The doctor is an old enemy of the Daleks. And then they say the girl is unimportant, which shows they've clearly not learned from their previous encounters because the girl whoever the girl is is generally important and also don't you say that about sarah jane um (laughs) because she's going to get your ass and she's going to fill bags with sand and you're going to take off with a bunch of sandbags and look like idiots Um, pretty stupid daleks but you know what that girl i feel like the daleks are so relatable in this 
Uh, not, and it's not just the one who charges into the Exelons, because what, what he says when he's charging into the Exelons is, I'm losing control, I'm losing control, I'm losing, losing, losing control, which I think if you just sort of add a beat to that, you'd have like a very successful dance track. Um, do that. Someone do that, please, please. Make uh, <laughs> we will totally play. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that's the rhythm. Um, yeah, I, I love it when their heartbeats go faster. Anyway. Well, I really um, like the, um, just to, just on that note, like when right at the end, it's a nice little moment where they're on the Dalek ship when the power's mm. restored and it goes from silence and then it's do, 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 like that, that, that the Dalek beat Dum. starts up again. It's a Dum. nice little just sort of subtle way of sort of signaling that. Very, very smart. I would love a whole story about that beat and find out if it's like the sound of drums in the master's head. Is it just like <laughs> driving them crazy the whole time? But one of the, okay, another relatable thing is when the Daleks at one point, okay, so there are only four Dalek casings in Death of the Daleks. And the, I, I the, think only three operators. And only three operators. So you kind of, once you know this, you notice that in every scene, there's one Dalek that's very still. and then there's a moment where the daleks are like you know they're negotiating with the humans about something and then they they're like oh we have to go back to the ship and talk to the other daleks and Mm, i just couldn't help but blurt out at that point oh really there are other daleks on the ship are there do they live in canada um (laughs) and uh you know so yeah i really feel like you 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 can so empathize with the daleks i mean this this friend is now like looking into cuddly daleks like gifts with uh, dalek hearts i mean we, we just created <laughs> wow. a whole monster here yeah this is this is what happens Impressive. you watch death of the daleks and you start to fall in love with daleks so be careful listeners if you if you're out there yeah. you've not seen death of the daleks yet it's not the worst Dalek story and the Daleks are not the worst thing about it. I'm going to yeah. say those things, which is not exactly high praise, but um, one thing that's notable about the Daleks in the story is that the casings were not great. They had to sort of scrounge for them. Hmm. Um, but I will say the operators are at the top of their game. I, I feel like the Daleks, mm. uh, because they don't just get to shoot people with their uh, ray beams, they're very physical as, as a performance. Like there's a lot of sort of simultaneous movements of the head domes and sort of mm. the twitchiness that they do. And it doesn't fall into that dumb comical stuff, like in the chase where they're like naughty and eye stocks or whatever. Um, now I will say the gun sticks when they're machine guns don't, don't move around as much. They just kind of sit there. That's sort of the one downside, but mm. generally sort of the physical performances are pretty good. And I will, I'm going to give points for good Dalek humor here. So Mm. in the chase, it was dumb most of the time, but there is a moment. I think it's episode three where the root comes out of the river or wherever (laughs) they're mining. The roots, which I immediately identified as a USB cable. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty close. It's got a big light on there. Yeah. Um, but the... The Dalek that's out beside it gets blown away. And then 
the remaining Daleks are just kind of staring at this giant root thing that's sort of floating in front of them. And one of them just slowly turns to the other, like almost like if it had a mouth, it would be a gape, right? It'd just be like, ah. <laughs> uh, and the one Dalek is like, I don't know what, what's, I don't know what to do here, dude. Like the, the, the root, we didn't, we didn't plan for the root. And so, and then, so that, that was funny. Like Grace laughed. I laughed. It's like, holy cow this crazy route and then in the next scene they're just trying to like sort of pathetically be in charge again uh like all right we're, we're gonna start in a new place <laughs> that's what we're yeah. doing now like the michael scott uh, <laughs> uh, recovery we're not yes. gonna, we're not gonna mine here anymore we're gonna go to another spot all right everybody pack up and let's go <laughs> let's go mine it's over a, there because you know what the daleks really care about workplace safety <laughs> uh, they, they that's what they're known for um but uh, speaking of things they're known for uh, is this have we talked about psychokinetic power is, is this the first we haven't talked about it no yeah. well, doctor who hasn't either no yeah yeah so this is the first mention so way back in power of the daleks they moved by static electricity yes right? uh, yeah. but now they're moving by psychokinetic power so have they had an upgrade what's going on there I guess. I mean, I don't think you ever hear about psychokinetic power again. So, you know, it's just a 70s thing, man. (laughs) Everyone Um, had psychokinetic power in the 70s. The static electricity thing is funny. And that's actually interesting because that's another good connection with the chase. Because the Mm. chase is the first time mobility isn't even really mentioned, like the, the power of their mobility. Because in the first episode, it was very clear static electricity. In Dalek Invasion of Earth, they mention the discs on their backs, even though they don't ever explicitly say those are the reason that the Daleks can move. And then by the chase, the chase is just like, come on, let's just not even make it an issue. And hmm. they they can do whatever. Um, they It's not like they never mentioned static electricity again. I mean, we did Power of the Daleks, and it's sort of come up here and there just to sort of indicate Dalek presence. But in terms of their mobility, they've always just been like, whatever. And here, I think is the only time they they say something explicitly different from static electricity, but it's clearly just so that they can move, even though everything else that hmm. runs on electricity has been dampened and can't work. So yeah, that's that's the main reason they did it. Um, but it's, it's also idea. If, if you wanted to expand that to, okay, well, maybe they did. Maybe that was their big upgrade. So because it makes sense, right? Because one, you don't have that dumb weakness that as soon as someone puts a coat in front of you, <laughs> <laughs> that the electricity is cut off and you can't move, but it, you also can't be immobilized by anything, uh, presumably, other than maybe an, hmm. a, a mechanoid tapping you on, on your on your yeah. casing. Yeah, that'll do uh, it. I mean, you you also have the possibility, given that it's the doctor that gives us this explanation, that the doctor is just, you know, rule number one: the doctor makes shit up. Yeah. Uh, so there's that, uh, and. Okay, well, I, I feel like we've we've dealt effectively with with the Daleks in this. Um, there's not much more to say about it. Uh, it is we should say that there's there's unscripted Bob Holmes, uncredited Bob Holmes at work here. Uh, it's kind of the first first. Oh yeah. So it is. What did he do? He was kind of he stepped in as script editor. Basically, he wasn't oh, officially script editor okay. yet. But like he changes a lot of things. Like uh, he thought it was too obvious that the elixir that saves the plague was called elixir or something. And the planet was elixir, and he's like, "Oh, come on, Terry Nation." So that's why <laughs> he changes it to a perfectly non-comedic word, perineum. Uh-huh. Um, 
which is exactly how I kept pronouncing it throughout. I couldn't, I couldn't say perineum. I had to say perineum. Uh, sorry, Bob Holmes. Uh, and... Which is kind of like whatever. I mean, if you, <laughs> you call it whatever, because yeah. who cares? Exactly. Um, they did care about and... weird stuff in the classic series, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I guess if it is like this thing that is elixir, like, you know, sometimes that sort of iconic language and ultra simplicity can work in Doctor Who, but mm. sometimes it sort of write, writes the whole thing into a corner too. Yeah. So, I, you know, if, if you don't want to sort of make that choice and be more storybook about it, yeah, just, just pick a word. So mm. they pick the word. It's fine. Well, it doesn't make it memorable though. So speaking of writing yourself into a corner... Um, I feel that's sort of what like Terry Nation, what Terry Nation does. And, uh, if, if he is not phoning it in, he is at least standing by a large seventies rotary phone in this, but he, uh, you know, he, he gives us these puzzles in the city that are so yeah. damn basic. And we are asked to believe that the doctor, you know, has to figure out this maze that is clearly a not very difficult maze, and that all these skeletons are of people who couldn't figure that maze out. Yeah, yeah, that's the weird thing. Yeah, it was well, I got it. Yeah, we we should talk about the city and the booby traps. Mm. So my reaction to this was essentially, who designed these things? The celestial toy maker, <laughs> and I mean the celestial toy maker from the nineteen sixty five yeah. uh, serial, not the one from the giggle yeah. um, even though not the giggle one wouldn't necessarily make them that much better but because i mean ball would definitely lame. be more interesting than this <laughs> <laughs> yeah the maze was pretty bad uh and i you kind of wonder like if you like yeah how did people not do it so so grace and i even talked about this because it's like well i guess you get one try because yeah. surely you would just try and try and try and try again and eventually get it even it like it just it doesn't reset i guess until someone else comes in i i love that grace is learning how to head cannon that's <laughs> <laughs> perfect but yeah speaking okay so the the worst the worst trap in here may be the one that is touted as a cliffhanger and this is sort of notorious as a cliffhanger yeah. and maybe we should talk about the cliffhangers in general but let, let's start with this one um you, we just get a zoom in on the floor and you're like, oh no, it's red and white tile. It's really bad. Like, what? What is the cliffhanger uh-huh. here? That they've kind of had a bad installation. Some cowboy did this. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they got this parquet flooring and they didn't check the colors in the catalog. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, I, all I can chalk this up to is that they were just rushed and they mm. couldn't think of a better cliffhanger given how they'd done the rewrites. Even though there was a better one. Um, there was supposed to be one where basically the Daleks were right behind them. And I think it was supposed to be when they were right about to come into the city, you know, but that ended up happening earlier. So then they're like, well, we, we need something around this point. And it's like, well, I guess the floor thing. Hmm. And it it's just, I mean, it's not like there was a, you could, it was, it was like the worst possible place to end it. Cause yeah. they could, didn't even adjust the, scene or the dialogue to realize like oh yeah well, this will be the cliffhanger let's let's make this a little more tense because uh, <laughs> like you wouldn't it be better to like more ominously like look at the floor and then coming at it 
and implying that there's something happening and stop it yeah. before he says stop, don't move. Yeah. You know? The behind the scenes on this one is that it was the cliffhanger was supposed to be a little bit earlier where the doctor and the dude whose name I've already forgotten. Yeah, Bilal. Uh, yeah, I was just Bilal. saying that. It was supposed like, to be earlier. Yeah. Just keep saying it and maybe I'll remember his name one of these days. Um, <laughs> where they, they sort of they, they hold back because the Daleks are entering the city. Cliffhanger, but it just didn't work out. Like it was a timing issue, so they had to make it. The yeah. floor, the floor is red and white. Oh no! Um, what did you think about the, you know, the other controversial cliffhanger is the end of episode one, uh, where you see the Daleks firing, but it's very clear that it's just and and everyone sort of makes this motion when they when they watch it yeah. because it's like, you know, the Daleks stalk doing that. Um, but it's, it just goes yeah. on just a little bit too long. And you're like, as a Doctor Who fan, you're like, wait a minute, where's, where's the ray effect? Are these, are these weapons just out of commission? Yeah. So it's kind of a spoiler. It's totally a spoiler. This and yeah. the third episode. So they're bad cliffhangers for a couple of reasons, but the main one you're, you're identified is that they, they give away the resolution of the cliffhanger, <laughs> you know, like in the, like they, they cut it at the wrong moment. Yeah, and it's like, what do you, what do you, <laughs> who, who, who decided that? We actually know who decided this. Let's find him. It's Terry Nation. Oh yeah, or, that, this no, guy, it Terry could Nation. be the director, Michael Bryant. So it's probably a collaboration. Or it could um, be Bob Holmes, or it could be the fact that Barry Letts was kind of asleep at the wheel because he he was on the way out as well. Uh, yeah. They just announced actually during I think the filming of this episode that Philip Hinchcliffe was going to take over. Um, so. Okay. It's interesting to to consider what what if Pertwee had been like, ooh, Philip Hinchcliffe. I I hear he's an interesting guy. He's going to come up with lots of sort of cool gothic storylines. Maybe I'll stick around. Um, but no, Pertwee was the guy who did seven years, right? Wow, um, that would have been interesting. But there is that connection with the Hinchcliffe era of the fact that the city of the Exelons is mentioned again in somewhere we've already been, right? Pyramids of Mars. Was it mentioned there? Yeah, because they talk about because there were all the uh, the things that the Doctor has to solve to get to Sutek, oh. uh, and he says something about this is like the city of the Exelons. Right. You weren't there, Sarah Jane, and and she's <laughs> like, or oh, something like that, and she's like, well. Dude, she was I, there. She, oh, yeah, she was wasn't there. In the city. She wasn't, she in, wasn't the city. in the city, but she I mean, got to the city yeah. first. Like, yeah, she did. And it's yeah. annoying. That's one of the things. So uh, I'll get to that in a second. But this being like a good Sarah episode, I think it's it's okay. It's not the best. because Mostly because Liz Slayton's just great. And I love mm. how she plays creeped out Sarah. Like the way, you know, just the way she kind of not quite screams, but sort of half screams and gasps, I think is great. And like when when she first encounters Belal, she has that sort of I'm creeped out. So I'm like, this is all alien stuff. And I'm a little, mm. you know, like uh, I'm trying to be brave, but I'm also like having a very human reaction. So that's that's such a you know, that's her. Right. That's right. very that's Liz Slayton. That's why she's always going to be the best. And it, it um, just it seems so wrong. Speaking of Liz Slayton, that, that she starts the episode in a, in a bikini. Uh, it's not not that, yeah, not that she looks yeah. bad in a bathing suit, but it just doesn't feel like Sarah Jane, right? Like, give that to your lesser companions who are just going to show some skin, right? This well, is goddamn yeah, Sarah Jane. Bikini, it's early yeah. 70s bikini, so it's not the, you know, it's well, not so Perry. She's, um, she's blown up all of these, like, blow up, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the water wings, but also like a giant blow up uh, lilo or whatever you called it. Yeah, uh, they went a little far with that. 
Yeah, but and it's just luckily, a... luckily she gets dressed pretty quickly. So yes, exactly. And, and I was going to say that. that the 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 blue flare of the bikini is still sort of mm. visible, which is kind of like gives her a little little character, you know. That's yeah, fun. it's a little accessorizing. I love it. Um, we do. I mean, let's talk about that. First of all, the doctor's an asshole for making her blow up all those items and then say you don't need any flotation aids mm. uh, on this planet we're going to. But also, then the power shuts down, which is very interesting. Like we we rarely yeah. see that on the TARDIS. And one thing we see, I don't think we see at any other point in the classic series is how the console room is lit. Oh yeah. It's it's the, the darkest right. you see it outside of the master starters. That's yeah, sure. but there's sort of a there's a shot where you see that there are giant white hexagons. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah you actually they actually even have a, a yeah a zoom in. Yeah. Uh, yeah like it's just it's just the light that's going out. Which was a nice choice. I mean I like yeah. that because it really really hits home that this is not just this happening, but this is going to be a major plot development. Like the TARDIS is powerless. Yeah. Very and smart. it's also, by the way, it's Pertwee's last time in the control room. Oh, that's uh, right. This, isn't this it? is it. Yeah. Pertwee's yeah. always had a complicated relationship with his control room. He tried to take bits out during his first season uh, and just mm. you know, use it without the ceramic TARDIS. That didn't work. Uh, the TARDIS really didn't like that in Inferno. Um, but yeah, here he is at the end of it and it's sort of, okay. What do you think about the fact that the door has to open with a hand crank? I kind of like that. I like that the TARDIS is this has all these manual things that you can fall back on. And uh, it speaks well, I think of the time Lords again, that they, they certainly highly technologically advanced, but like we've observed many times, technology isn't the center Mm. of what they do. And, I like that idea that you can sort of go back and uh, use a crank if you really need uh-huh. to, because it's it's kind of like technology agnostic in some ways. And this sort of emphasizes that. So, yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 kind of interesting. As, uh, you know, we were just talking about, you know, B-horror movies. Like, it kind of has that vibe, especially when Sarah comes back in and doesn't check to see that the Exelon has got gotten in. And mm. is kind of locking herself in with the Exelon. Now, first of all, that 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 seems to be dumber than than Sarah Jane is usually given credit for. But right. also, it's like her third story. Give her a break. Well, it's, it's also like it's alien. dark, right? Yeah, it's it's just even if she did, like presumably she kind of did whatever looking around the mm. cursory would be, and she just didn't see it. Um, I thought it was fine. Um, I do think just to sort of close the book on Sarah a bit that. She is robbed in the fourth episode because Bilal gets in her space. And mm. so she doesn't get to do the city and do the fun problem solving with the doctor. Yeah. That's too bad. But she she at least sort of makes the most of it. She is the one that gets to come up with the plan with Jill and swap the perineum for some sandbags and yeah. do it in such a way that the Dalek looks so bad it has to kill itself. So yeah, wow. she, she does all right. She yeah. really does. And and yeah, she comes up with that scheme. Jill Jill's last name, by the way, is Tarrant. Apparently that was uh, one of Terry Nation's favorite last names. And he <laughs> keeps giving it to characters uh, throughout the Dalek stories. So uh, I got to wonder if there is actually like a Tarrant family that is somehow cursed in some timey-wimey way <laughs> to keep meeting the Daleks. Uh, the Tarrants. Yes. Rhymes with parents. 
Maybe he had some, <laughs> had some daddy issues that Taryn Sticks, or sorry, oh, did you say Terry Nation? Terry Nation, yeah. Because Darren Sticks actually did have some input on this one. In that yeah. He, he suggested the overall storyline that they went with, and that this idea of an ancient city from a super advanced civilization, um, I, which actually, to me, I, I don't mind these sort of legendary things from eons ago. Yeah. And... I I wish they'd kind of do a little more maybe even in Doctor Who with the early universe, so to speak, because it sounds like, Mm. you know, every now and then they do something about way in the past and there were sort of powerful races. So you have the Exelons and and the Jagoroths just off the top of my head. Those are the guys from City of Death. And then presumably the Time Lords, which are, you know, they say yeah. sometimes that they're one of the most ancient civilizations. So in the early universe, you kind of get yeah. a picture that's like, oh, yeah, most of these civilizations from then are gone. Yeah. Except the Time Lords. And the vampires. And the vampires. Don't forget the vampires stage yeah. decay. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of kind of interesting uh, troubled times back in the well, early universe. Speaking of ancient civilizations, we have here a moment that I, I'm not sure if it's Terry Nation, Terran Sticks, Lights, whoever maybe Bob Holmes, someone had clearly been reading Chariot of the Gods because we get a moment that just has no meaning, no point in the episode where the doctor's like, oh, I've seen something like this in Peru. You know, maybe the, mm. the Exelons went to Peru. And I'm like, and <laughs> so? <laughs> like, how is that useful information? Uh, yeah, what yeah. has it got to do with anything else? <laughs> You're just inserting that. Let's find yeah. the ancient Exelons. I mean, like, why not? You know, it's a time travel show. Yeah. I don't know if they're that interesting. I mean, here they're certainly not interesting. Like I said, it's it's mm. really too bad we never get to see that conversation with the high priest. And you know, the high priest isn't even a guy, really. Like they're just yeah. this mass of folks in shawls that uh, I, I will give points for the mask. I think the masks actually look really creepy because you're, you're kind of have to squint and like, look, are this, is that a face? Like, Oh crap, it is a face. Hmm. And um, they, 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 they look, yeah, I think even if they, that holds up the Exelon's looking creepy holds up in this one, uh, but they're not a character. They're just all oh, this mass of folks. None of them ever really stand out until you meet sort of the, the splinter group with the law yeah. and his buddy. Um, and you know they're a splinter group because they're there. in silver, um, right? And you, you also know that they're nice because you know it, uh, Bilal is, I think, the one who explains to the doctor that they've been there since like the beginning of time. Um, mm. and he doesn't say what an asshole would say in that situation, which is, We've been here for billions of years, doctor. We've <laughs> <laughs> I mean, been here since the dawn of time, doctor. How long have you been here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, of course, now we know the timeless child doctor probably has as well. So we're going to have to cut to some questions at some point here, yep. Chris. But before we do that, I think we want to let the good folks listening know that they can find us on the World Wide Web. And that I is at a little website called pulltoopen.net. Feel free yeah. to check us out there. Subscribe to our newsletter where you can get full notes on Death to the Daleks and all <laughs> of our other shows um, delivered right to your inbox with the podcast itself. So enjoy that. That's right. You can become a patron of the podcast. Uh, if you don't want to do the YouTube companion thing, you can also go to patreon.com slash pull to open. You can show your support, as we said during the Homoji Challenge, by leaving a review. Uh, you don't have to do a Homoji Challenge with the review. It's not necessary. We love all reviews. You can share it with a friend. Just pull up a random person in your address book for this very random podcast. Send it randomly. Uh, like, subscribe, smash the bell icon on YouTube. Uh, we are pulled to open on TikTok and Blue Sky and 
almost everywhere else, Twitter or X or Instagram or Facebook or Threads. We are Paul to Open 63. And if you are on YouTube, don't forget to become a true companion of the podcast if you would like to support us. As we mentioned earlier, it's only $7.99 a month, and you will get the podcast a day early. How about that? Yeah. Yes, that's right. You could have uh, told your friends about uh, all of this stuff that we're going to be talking about. You know, note that the Daleks are a bit like Lemon Grab from Adventure Time and uh, send the video of that before they've even listened to the episode. Wow and amaze your friends uh, by becoming a true companion. Now, is it time? It is time. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm for the four questions to doomsday. First question, why did the randomizer take us here? Well, I, it, it's kind of kind of obvious, right? It just it wants the hilarious Dalek uh, action. Uh, they are <laughs> yeah. definitely both stories that are like you know what happens when you're forced to insert Daleks into a story where they really don't belong, and you, the writer, really don't wanna. Yeah, exactly. I, I there. It's back to back Dalek adventures. The randomizer clearly has a list that it's ticking off of. It's status peak at the Codex. Um, well, mm. the Codex is part of it. So yes, it did. And, it did yeah, neither this to the death of the Daleks really needed the Daleks. This one's, I think, better at showing them off. Um, and you, like I said, you know, there's it's some all, Dalek all the humor traits, done right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, the, you know, it's called back to pyramids of Mars from, from low, those many pulls pull to opens uh, ago. Finally, the city of the excellence that we totally forgot about. Um, also we've, we've done uh, a few stories that are connected to like the 10th anniversary, uh, which is, you know, technically mm-hmm. what the three doctors was sort of a 10th anniversary story. Uh, we also, if you remember, we went to nightmare of Eden where, which was uh, hatched at the, um, uh, 15th anniversary party this one death of the daleks was filmed during the 10th anniversary and well, there was well, well. a 10th anniversary party during the filming um so you know i feel like the, the randomizer really wants to exhaust all the 10th anniversary connections that it can <laughs> at the same time as giving us comedy daleks there were not nearly enough photos from that 10th anniversary party by the way there, <laughs> yeah. just a few that I've, I've sort of seen circulated um if anyone yeah i know we, we didn't get the one where pertwee gets drunk and he's outside the bathroom with a dalek casing hanging on his head and yeah, <laughs> yeah. we need that one All right, moving on to the second question, which is, what if the evil plot had succeeded? Okay, so the evil plot is... Yeah, well, I mean, the evil plot is the Daleks' evil plot. They're going to not only ransom the galaxy with the perineum, um, they're going to shoot a plague missile. Down, yeah, or a missile if you're uh, here in America, <laughs> uh, down to the planet and kill everyone there, and also make it Im- quote unquote impossible for another landing party to come and get the perineum. So anyway, mm-hmm. let me find some 
problems, first of all, with this evil product. <laughs> um, no, no, perfect. No notes. First Sorry, of yeah. all, it's a little weird that the Dalek seems to believe the Daleks earlier when they, t- they talk about, oh, our people are also dying in the millions. Yeah. Um, so so maybe that's true. And not in addition to curing their own uh, population, they're also going to ransom the galaxy. Um but it's kind of regardless. The, the, hmm. the evil part stands in either way, whether that's, that's a truth or a lie. So th- there's a bit at the end where the Daleks have recaptured everyone for only the only reason because the, the script calls for it. Mm-hmm. And they're, gonna, they're like seemingly going to kill them. And then they're like, no, we don't have to. We're just going to shoot a plague missile and uh, you're all going to die wow. anyway. So never mind. Ah-ha-ha. See you later. Um Mm. We, we have become your companions and therefore we cannot stand to kill you to your faces you are welcome yeah it's just so dumb because one why not kill them and see them dead especially the doctor if he's so bad and you know you hate him because he's your enemy but also like the the tardis ain't that far away huh. like surely and i don't even know why they do this like it one because they don't know galloway's gonna blow up the thing why not make a run for the tardis before that plague missile comes and hits that seems like they're all just like okay i guess we're all gonna die now i think maybe maybe after that experience with the tardis in the chase uh the daleks are in a period of not not wanting to hear about the tardis like it's just mm. really they they've just been told it's a teeny tiny thing maybe they don't recognize it because they're like it's not this big um and, you know <laughs> target practice told us it was that big uh yeah i mean okay so i'm gonna propose an alternate evil plot here all right, go for what it. if the evil plot is the cities? Huh. The city's evil plot like to that. perpetuate its existence and uh, and be worshipped by all the excellence. Uh, what if it succeed? What if it has better puzzles that the doctor can't solve? Well, then he he's gonna be stuck in that room, regenerating every mm. what thousand years or so, five hundred years, something like and, that. Yeah, you know, something like that. Regenerates. Wears a bit thin, still can't figure it out, even in his Tom Baker form. Can't figure it out as Peter Davison form. It's probably died of starvation at this point. Well, he'd probably have to wait. Like it seems like these these particularly going from the maze, you, you don't you only get one try. So he would have mm. to wait at each point he didn't do it for another five hundred years or so mm. to get someone in there. Um I, I would I, again. I always like to sort of think of the last moment where it could have happened, and so I think we have to think of the final test where it's the psychedelic lights, yeah. and he says the the words "you do not exist," and yes. we don't know who he's talking to. Mm. Um, so that would be interesting. This is the thing. Like there is a great freaking fanfic scene i think there's probably uh, maybe someone's even written the short story about what is going on in the doctor's head in mm. this final test Ooh. which i think would be a great little bit um but you never see it which is just one of the things you know it's obviously one of the detriments to this episode and uh if you could write that in such a way that you're not sure mm. if he ever got out of it i think that'd be even better and then then it is then that evil plot does succeed right yeah um, yeah you drive the doctor mad and then yeah. you can't disassemble the city uh interesting he, i like he that he thinks he is tron baker but he never really regenerated right? <laughs> maybe what he's seeing that's not real is by generation uh, uh he's like no you're a myth a myth 
a myth. <coughs> uh, no, I'll never do that. Okay, there it is. Um, Got to get in a by generation reference every every pull. Yeah, I, li- I like the city being like a little smarter and better than we see it to be because mm-hmm. it ends up being this thing that's pretty easily defeated by the doctor once it gets into the control room and it just swaps a couple of circuit boards. Mm. And even when he's in the middle of doing it, like he never, it seems like he never finishes. And the Daleks come in and shoot the the antibody things, and then mm-hmm. they just run off. But I guess he finished because they just run off and the city still melts down. Um, yeah. 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 It's sort of, it, the, the fact that there are two potential evil plots here and the city is one of them. That, that sort of is that the most telling thing that the plot is a bit kind of all over the place and a bit yeah. confused here. Well, and the city is the more interesting one as we've kind yeah. of like figured out. So I like, I like that. I would have liked rather than the evil plot succeeding, a refocusing on this city, which is a more interesting idea than the Daleks sort of, dumb straightforward plan of ransoming the galaxy with perineum where they don't even bother to shoot anyone um that you know and that could stop their evil plot so uh yeah for some reason i don't think that is going to end in universe conquest but i I, by the way i love the idea that the daleks like if they they get away and they're like oh you know the plague missile didn't work or whatever but they've got all this perineum and it's actually sand, right? Uh, but they're right. like, let us make lemonade out of lemons. And they actually try to convince the galaxy that sand is the cure for this plague. <laughs> like it's a hydrocloxy and whatever, whatever thing. That, no, what you need to do is insert the sand in your rectum and then you will not have the plague. It is very easy. Need to make some sand cakes. It's like, come on, shut up, guys! I nearly got him eating sand. (laughs) Stop laughing. And this is why. (laughs) (laughs) This is why Anakin Skywalker hates sand. It was actually a crossover that we never saw. Um, Yeah, okay. We've mined a lot out of this. Uh, Not perineum, but we (laughs) are done. We're taking off. We're firing a plague missile at that uh, evil plot success, and we're moving on to the third question. Which is where is the Clara Splinter? Clara Oswald, of course, splintered a time at the end of the name of the Doctor. She's somewhere in every single Doctor Who story. Where is she in Death to the Daleks? So I think she's she's one of the uh, prisoners. Uh, perhaps she's an Exelon, uh, or perhaps she's another mm-hmm. human female. Uh, first of all, I think I think prisoner because someone needs to help. Uh, Sarah Jane and, and Jill with those bags of sand. Like that's a lot of sand to, hmm. to replace all the perineum that they mined. Um, but also like, I keep thinking about the suicidal Dalek and the things that he says before he dies is that the human female has escaped. Now, maybe that's Jill. Uh, and, or, or maybe it's also that another human female escaped not too long ago uh, and it was Clara, and this Dalek is actually oh. in love with Clara. Um, <laughs> could not express it because to say love, you say exterminate, uh, as we know from Clara. Um, and that that just sort of drove it over the edge. Like when this happens again, he's like, "Oh no! Oh my God! History is repeating itself." I I'm reminded of Clara. Well, I'll do you one better. Yeah, that Dalek is Clara. Oh, it's just, it's another. 
uh, Asylum of the Daleks yes. situation. Another souffle and, girl. Yeah, and and it it hates itself so much, you know, already because it was once human, mm-hmm. and it's been converted, and now just it this drives it over the edge, which of course helps all of our friends because there's one less Dalek. It doesn't even get a chance to tell the other Daleks right away uh-huh. how bad a job it did. And it takes them a while to figure it out. So boom. Just before it dies, it goes, I made souffle. <laughs> yeah. You didn't hear that. That was, that was, <laughs> ma- just that was a little muffled. It's not the like, this isn't going to make sense for 20 more years. Let's, let's scrap that. <laughs> um, hey, that's yeah. not unusual in this show. We're good. Okay. I think that's good. I can't top that. Clara's the Dalek that kills itself. What uh, about poor Clara? I, I, about, I feel for her, even though again, it's it's in line with other Clara splinters, and it helps our yeah. friends, so it all makes sense. But you know, you what about Clara in the city splinters. though? Like maybe Clara is an excellent the excellent who's responsible for designing those crappy tests, the maze. The yeah, like, I, th- I thought of that. Yeah, it's possible she was advising and making sure they're easy enough for a third uh, incarnation of a time lord to solve. <laughs> Even maybe, when you're being chased by Daleks, that they're they're, they're quick enough to do. If if your uh, Daleks are hot on your heels, you can finish them. So there you or go. Or maybe she's the one who just sort of scatters the skeletons there, just to give the doctor extra <laughs> impetus. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's better. <laughs> they're all like, "Wait a minute! This is pl- this is plastic. This is from a bad <laughs> Halloween store in the 20th century." I love it. I love it. Yeah, maybe it's Clara and me have just placed it there. They you know, head off in their TARDIS again. They're like, the Doctor's going to need this as inspiration. He's going to need a reason to figure out these these uh, crappy mazes. And you know, cool. you know, the Doctor he'll overcomplicate it. Uh, just got to get him thinking fast. Put some skeletons in there. Good stuff. A lot of options. Yes, she fits into Death to the Doctor. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Alex, um, but it is time to move on to the final question, the ultimate question, the only question that matters for death to the Daleks. <laughs> what did we think of this story? Well, the open rating system is six ratings. There's the Dalek, which hey. we give to a good <laughs> episode of Doctor Who and might rethink after this one. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's the Ogron, which we give to a bad episode of Doctor Who. The Professor Hater, which we give to a not-so-good episode, but hey, at least they tried something. The Viscount Banger, which we reserve for the best of the best. The Fixed Point in Time, which is a show beyond rating, often for reasons of nostalgia. Or The Lady Cassandra, which is a not-so-great episode, but hey, it looks great. Uh, You might want to try it with the sound down. Yes, or the perennium, which, oh, no, wait, that isn't a rating. It's just a bag of sand. Um, <laughs> it sounds like that's what you want to give this one, though. Yeah, <laughs> a bag of sand. Congratulations, Death of the Daleks. Um, I, uh, I 
So I like this one kind of ironically in a lot of ways, but I don't think that I can in good conscience give it anything other than a big old lumbering ogron. Wow, that's it. Yeah. That's all you got. Okay, great. That's all I got. I'm sorry. It just like it just it's so it it's so redolent of a show that's kind of tired and run out of ideas and Barry yeah. Letts is asleep at the switch and Terry Nation is phoning it in because he'd rather write the survivors and uh you know, yeah, yeah. it just it feels it. like old lumbering old who. Yeah, I hear that. Uh I liked it better than you did, but it's still like it's hard to it's hard to like it. It's very forgettable. <laughs> um, you know, you kind of like, oh yeah, there was a Dalek episode in between Planet of the Daleks and and Genesis, and right, it's this one with the the planet and the plague, and you just kind of remember it. It's mm. it's uh, the best thing I can say about it is it held my attention throughout. Um, mm. I wasn't bored, but it was kind of it, it wasn't fun enough to sort of justify the journey. So yeah. it's too bland. Um, honestly, Dalek Adventure should have a, have a higher standard anyway. Now, yeah. had the city stuff been more interesting, had they tapped into like even, you know, 10% of the things we've discussed on this podcast, uh, I think it could have been a Dalek. It could have been worthy, um, yeah. but it doesn't ever really do that. And it all just ends up being these sort of dumb puzzles and very predictable yeah. Uh, resolutions to all the stuff like with the antibodies and the Daleks walking and all that. So to me, I think they sort of tried something, um, you know, maybe they learned something about where the show's at. So uh, to me, it's a professor hater. Not quite. That's, an that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, I think a, a hater Ogron hybrid is, is a good way to look at this, that, that, you know, th- there are some new things that they tried in terms of like, I, I don't think we've seen that much depowered Daleks before. Uh, and, and, yeah at least not when they're, you know, when they're actually depowered and not just pretending. Um, then, uh, yeah, so it's sort of yeah. something new and you can kind of squint and the hater suggests that at least you're kind of having a good time with it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's an Ogron in a tweed jacket, that, you know, <laughs> stovepipe or pipe, just a regular pipe, right? Yeah. That's what he did. Concentrating yep. on fish and chips. Exactly. Yes. All right. right. If you're on Spotify, do not forget this is your time to rate Death to the Daleks. Do you agree it's an Ogron or a Professor Hater? Or maybe you think it's a Lady Cassandra? Because, man, those Dalek casings never quite were this shiny, were they? Yeah. Um, You also got the the colorful LSD trip. Like that, that could qualify it for a Cassandra. We were just complimenting the Exelons and those fine masks. Mm, Borderline Lady Cassandra, perhaps, but man, there was a lot of quarry. Okay. (laughs) Which was only because there was a lot of jungle and planet of the Daleks. (laughs) Right. Otherwise, it would have been jungle again. Yeah. Then they would have been too confusing. But. We're fleeing, nonetheless, back into our own time ship, and we are yeah. activating the randomizer. Yes, we are. We are because our power is out. We're we're firing up the hand crank and the randomizer. Good thing that it is hand crankable, uh, or uh, or oil powered. Uh, that maybe Ooh, one of yes. the one line of the death to the Daleks is not aged well. Where Sarah's like, good old oil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's drill, like baby, a, drill. That's right. <laughs> Sarah, you're supposed to be more progressive than that. It's 1974. The the energy crisis is on. Come on. Um, anyway, so we Let's we go. are hand cranking the randomizer. Pete has the first section. It is called What's the codex. Wait, what sits on the random? Oh, the blood. 
The doctor wasn't supposed to wander away from this randomizer, but he has, and we've seized it. So the first part is the codex, and and Pete, that that is the the list of how many stories that we have oh yet my. to do. Sorry, I've got to, I've got to knock off uh, death yeah. to the Daleks, and now that death I've to death to the Daleks. That, my friend, we are actually down to one hundred and ninety-seven. Wow, one hundred and ninety-seven. Hopefully, they won't come up with uh, eight new episodes shortly. Shortly, and. Uh, uh, add to that number again. No, of course they will. And we will welcome it every time it happens. 197 Doctor Who stories left to watch. We are more than a third of the way through our random adventure. And uh, we plug those numbers. I plug those numbers into the controls of random.org, which is true randomness, not algorithmic randomness, which is more like the uh, suicidal Dalek of randomness. Uh, this this is true bespoke full of itself randomness uses uh stuff bound plague ships bounding around the upper atmosphere i don't know what it uses yeah. but anyway it's bespoke randomness i plug in the numbers one and 197 we got a number in between them but first we like to issue some challenges do to we? the randomizer do we Fine. yeah all right, Let's I'm going to issue a challenge. It's going to be the impossible challenge, though. The this impossible is be harder no, than getting us Doctor Who the movie. Oh. I'm going to say randomizer, no quarries. <laughs> hey now, <laughs> tough, tough challenge I there. I know, no quarries. Well, I'm going to say you know the randomizer is clearly on a Dalek kick. Um. It's given us some ridiculous Dalek stories. It's obviously given us, you know, some of the most chilling Dalek stories. We've already been to Genesis of the Daleks and uh, and Dalek, you know, uh, another, another fine Dalek tale. Uh, Day of the Doctor, which contained many... Give us a Dalek story that is superlative for some other reason. Oh, okay. And superlative. A superlative Dalek story. Like, you know, yeah. Genesis or Dalek may be the best... Uh, you know, maybe Chase is the worst or whatever, you know, and and Day of the Doctor has like the most Daleks. Like that's a superlative. So, um what what do you have for us? Got a, it. The most you. something Dalek story. Alright, I'm into that. Mm. Let's see let's see what it comes up with. Maybe maybe the most not in it <laughs> story. <laughs> the most far away it. from Daleks ever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, let's see what we get. I think we've both got uh, an equally good challenge here. All right, uh, here we go. Let's just so, get yeah, countdown. countdown. Yep. Four, three, two, one. Could I have a lemonade? 169. Well, definitely knew. It does here that. It go. does. Yeah. Oh, my God. The Magician's Apprentice and the Witch's Familiar. No way! way! It did it again! Oh my god! It was listening at the start of the podcast. Oh and my god! Listening just now, this is the most something Dalek episode. The most kinds of Dalek, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, that's true. The most different kinds of Dalek on screen. Yeah. Yes. And I'll have definitely stuff to say about that when we return to take on the Magician's Apprentice and the Witch's Familiar, a great, uh, uh, well, great and interesting two-parter from the Capaldi era. What I remember just great. I'll, I'm <laughs> going to reserve my final judgment, of course, until we yeah. uh, have a have a revisit of this. 
But good times. I actually remember writing the preview of this one or uh, a review. I forget if I wrote the preview or the review for Mashable when we were both there. So I'll go and dig that up too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's time to talk about Davros and hand mines and Mm -hmm. the ethical quandary of changing Davros's life and And the the randomizer's favorite doctor. Yeah, Capaldi (laughs) is back again. and, And the randomizer loves Missy. Mm-hmm. And it loves Clara. And my God, we're going to have to find somewhere for the Clara Splinter to be while she's all over the shop here. Oh, craziness, folks. Too apt. Too much. Too much pull to open. It is time to bid adieu. We have been this a fine podcast called Pull to Open, which, of course, you can like, subscribe and review whenever you like. Uh, obviously we follow us on the socials pull to open or pull to open 63 again youtube go ahead and support the show and follow us there Uh, that's a great way to support it if you only listen to the podcast also following on youtube is a great way to do it Uh, thank you martin west as ever for your music and uh, we will see you next time on ancient scarrow that's right what is this planet appearing around us is it could it be scarrow we'll Mm -hmm. see you there Take care, folks.